you're rocking the, the jet green right now. Adam Sandler. Right. Number one, you were Rich Eisen. The second movie, I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your father. Dennis Miller. The autumn wind is caused by global warming. <laughs> Uh, a legend in the booth, Jim Brockmeyer. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and uh... I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. I am your humble host on the first of, yes, two editions of this podcast coming out this bye week between Conference Championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday after weeks and weeks and months of talking about what may happen and what did just happen and what will happen. We now know who is playing for all the marbles in Super Bowl 46 in Indianapolis. It's the AFC Eastern Division champion and AFC Conference champion, New England Patriots, the one seed out of the AFC, taking on the four seed out of the NFC, the NFC East champion, and yes, NFC champion, New York Giants, a rematch of Super Bowl 42 that nobody saw coming is going to play out in the house of Peyton Manning. So in other words, Peyton Manning's longtime conference nemesis, The New England Patriots, Tom Brady trying to join Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw as the only quarterbacks to win four Super Bowls. That will be going on in Peyton Manning's house. And the person who will try and prevent that from happening is Peyton's younger brother, Eli, who can surpass Peyton in number of Super Bowl rings and surpass every other person who has ever suited up in a New York football uniform at quarterback for the most Super Bowl rings of a signal caller in New York football history. That's all that's at stake in Super Bowl 46. Mike Del Tufo and Chris Law, my guys behind the glass. Good to see you boys. How are you guys doing? Heck of a weekend of football. I mean, that that championship game, the fact that both Harbaugh's were done in by special teams mistakes. The fact that Billy Cundiff yanked it left, otherwise we would have had two overtime games on championship Sunday. And the fact that uh, Kyle Williams, the uh, the son of uh, White Sox general manager Kenny Williams, yep. uh, that poor kid let one go off his knee for a muff punt that led to three points. Uh, led to, uh, pardon me, a field goal, uh, a, a touchdown, and um, and then the uh, the the flub in in overtime that led to the game winning field goal. That's ridiculous. Rough way to end the season for both yeah. both franchises. I mean, the Harbaugh's thought that maybe one of them can get in. They dreamt of both getting in. None of them got in to the Super Bowl this year. That they are the bridesmaids in both conferences and. Um, on this edition of the podcast, we will be talking with Ray Rice of the Baltimore Ravens, the Pro Bowl running back, going to join us here. He's part of the NFL Play 60 program, the Procter & Gamble um, contest that was run through the NFL and the NFL Play 60. He's going to talk about that. Um, but, of course, we got to hit him up about Cundiff. Which tells you how good of a guy he is because he could have just gone in a hole. But, you know, he, he's out there talking about yep. it and doing his thing. And uh, also the Lee Evans catch to me is worse <sighs> because that that's a Super Bowl catch right there that sends them to the Super Bowl Cundiff was yeah. just going to send him to overtime and extend the game anything could have happened after that but if Lee Evans had kept possession of the football if they review that there's no way that they call they it they did catch, review though. it though I've gotten so many questions in radio interviews is why didn't they review it they did review it we got a press release from the league 15 minutes after the Lee Evans uh drop incompletion whatever you want to call it the league did review it because all reviews come from the booth in the final two minutes they just didn't stop the game to review it. 
And a lot of people think they didn't review it at all because there was no announcement made by the referee that uh, after further review, the play stands is called. There also was no stoppage in the game. And we have seen games throughout the years stopped for um, more obvious things than that. Yeah. And and it was obvious. He didn't catch it. He didn't have a second foot down. And it's not the same as running the ball in the end zone. You don't just have to break the plane. When you catch a ball in the end zone, you must have possession. Calvin Johnson, says, Calvin you, must, Johnson. you must you must maintain it till all the way to the ground. But Lee Evans wasn't taken down. He had to catch it and make some sort of movement. It didn't have to just be catch one, two. The ball, he had to have it. He had to possess it. And he didn't. He didn't even get both feet down. So the league took a look at it between snaps because the last thing they want to do is stop the action. Because as you saw, if you stop the play clock, you give another team an advantage to catch its breath. Play clock wasn't stopped in between the last kick and the the play before it. That wasn't the play before the last kick, but it just goes to show you that the league doesn't want to mess with the play clock if they don't have to, and they didn't. Well, there there was some down confusion too. Uh, well, that's what Cundiff that. said. Cundiff said that he looked up at the board. I mean, but that doesn't matter. I mean, you're going to look at the scoreboard to maintain. I know you got to go through your 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 routine and 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 that way you're just relying on the board as to when you might have to get out there and kick but even if it did say third down instead of fourth down how many times do you attempt to kick on third down at the end of the game just in case there's a, a botched snap yep, yep. so Very i don't true. understand that whole like well you know i mean i ran out there late because the scoreboard might have been off 31 yard field goal you got to make he had uh, i think in his career he had only missed two field goals of shorter distance. Come on. But it really shouldn't have gone to that point. Lee Evans should not have... have I, I, and again, I understand that, you know, it was a good play by by uh, the defensive back, more the defensive back of of, uh, of New England. But um, that's something I want to ask also of our first guests. I got them back together. Mike Strahan and Warren Sapp. Now, Strahan is, you know, a Fox analyst. He was very vocal about Cundiff saying he didn't want him back and he wouldn't want him back in the uh, locker room. But I want to ask him about the Lee Evans catch, too, or not catch. And, um, you know, Sapp and Strahan, they were one of our first, um, they were one of our first, I guess, regulars, guests, if you remember Mike Del Tufo. Oh, yeah. This was, where where, where were you nine years ago, Law? Me, nine years ago? Were you, is it, but you predate your time my, at Penn my, State, right? My, uh, it predates Penn State, but I was there. I grew up there. Uh, I was, my 10-year high school anniversary is this summer. There you go. So I was uh, okay. freshman in college, There actually. you go. When we were starting this network, Del Tufo. Just baby-faced, blood. Right? But I, you remember that, no that, that Michael Strahan and Warren Sapp, oh, were, that was we great, would always great. fire up Giants they Cam and Bucks Cam together. They, they had great. they had a regular time in both of their facilities to go yep. to their re- respective team cams, and it was my job to basically play referee or and get out of the way. Yes. And it was some of the most exciting, compelling, fun, interesting, oh, yeah. and truthful television because these guys you know, have, have been there, done that. They could say what's on their mind and back it up. They were great. So we got, I think we got them together in July or August this year on the podcast. I've been working ever since then to get them back and they're coming back. And I had Strahan booked for this for a few weeks and you know, now it's the rematch between the Patriots and the Giants, his last game. I mean, how perfect does that work out to get his thoughts on this matchup and Eli and all that stuff with Sapp sitting across, across him to keep his feet held to the fire. Last time he was in studio, he still looked like he could suit it up, like shape wise. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he like could. Michael Irvin, like he looks like he's still staying. Yeah, he like could. He could still play. He could. So uh, those two guys going to talk about both championship games, um, NFC and AFC championship. 
How good was that Niners defense? <sighs> Holy smokes, they hit the crap out of Eli Manning. There was a shot where they showed Eli, and it was all you saw was like grass. Right. And his chin strap about yeah, around like, his nostrils. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was like it was with him calling timeouts after still completing the ball. <laughs> I mean that that that's how good he was. Yeah. But that defense, that 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 front seven of the ball. Niners, that front seven of the, I mean they're 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 back forward, not too shabby either. No. I mean that they, that wow. Both Harbaugh's have good defenses, man. Yeah. And again, both done both by, by special teams mistakes. Well, they will both be back. Go down. Oh yeah. John Harbaugh, special teams coach. I know. <laughs> so. It's got to be tough. They had one timeout left in his pocket, too. I know. But the whole Jason Garrett thing, you ice your own kicker, you get second call. Uh, He's going to get second no, call I know. No it's it's such second guessing. Yeah, you get second guessing. Such no second guessing. But, but um, so the sap, Strahan, then Ray Rice, and then Carson Daly. Yes. Carson Daly, I, I sat down with him for his show, and I'm like, hey, how about you coming to the podcast studio? He goes, sure. So it was a little home and home. And uh, he's a big Raider fan. Uh, but he's got a big Super Sunday, too. He's the host of The Voice, the talent contest reality program on NBC. It was a huge hit last year. Season two, first episode, right after the Super Bowl. So as soon as Bob Costas and Dan Patrick sign off, Carson Daly signs on on NBC. They got a pretty good lead in. They, they could put anything in that time slot for a lead in. Uh, no. pretty well. but, but the bottom line is that NBC chose his show. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll talk about that with him. He's a big Raider fan. We'll talk about the Raiders with him. And I believe we have our own version of the voice to play, right? We got, we got a little something worked up for you, Rich, but uh, <laughs> that's all we can say. Is that it? That's it. That's all I, you can know. Well, I'm, 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 I'm the contestant. You're, you're going to be the contestant? He's going to be the host of the NFL version of the voice. He's going to be the host. Well, I'm yes. not the contestant. I guess I'm the judge, right? I mean, I, am I the CeeLo? What am I? You're, you're the CeeLo, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably more Adam Levine, right? Adam, Adam Levine. <laughs> I mean, I'm, the, I'm, you know, we share probably a Jewish last name and. There you go. Yeah, we'll give you, you know, Adam. We'll give you Adam Levine. Okay, I'll take that. We'll give you that. I, I look. I'm. 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 I look gonna, good in maroon. Are you going to do a Mick Jagger dance or something? No, like no, that? I'm not going to do anything like that. Okay, you're not. Gonna I move. might turn my chair though. If I'm. If I'm. If I'm the judge, we I got a swivel chair, chair in there for you. We'll, ah! we'll make it happen. Very good. And um and then also later this week, Alec Baldwin calls into Third the podcast. Rock. He's the host of the NFL Awards show for the very first time. All of the NFL awards are going to be on one night. I'm on, looking forward to that. On a Saturday night before, because, you, you know, it's. I think last year, Monday is the Offensive Player of the Year, Tuesday's Rookie of the each Year, day, blah, yeah. blah, blah, each day. And Up until Thursday. Yeah. So AP and the NFL got together. Let's just do it all in one night. Let's have an award show, and let's get Alec Baldwin to host it on NBC. Why not? I'm, I'm doing the red carpet with Melissa Stark. I'm doing the red carpet too. Are you really? Yeah, digital media. We're doing uh, hey. some uh, some red carpet work. Oh, so who's the host of the red carpet digital media? You're looking at him. We're, really? We're, we're doing. Yeah, I'm doing some interviews on the red carpet. All right. So. Very good. Just stay out of my way. God. <laughs> Melissa Stark. I mean, she's 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 got the she's got the streak in her ear. She, she'll she'll kick it. your she'll kick you she'll boot you out if you're I've if you're getting she, in her way. She's got those uh, those elbows you were saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Coach Ed, Coach Moore. She's been at this thing just as long as I have. So it's Malia, me and Melissa Stark, red carpet, and then uh, Alec Baldwin. And uh, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. I do. He's been tweeting about the NFL all year. He tweets about Tebow left and right, up and down. I'm psyched out. That's going to be we're releasing that on Thursday, right? On Thursday. Yeah, that'll be coming out uh, Thursday and talk morning. And uh, talk about, uh, you know, let's put a disparate guests. Do you run the gamut? It's Mike Mayock. Alec Baldwin, Mike Mayock in one podcast. I don't think you're finding that. Anywhere else. You can't. 
You can't. That's what I love about this show is I want to do stuff you can't find anywhere else. Alec Baldwin, Mike Mayock. I love how talking about the same game. I love how Baldwin's Twitter handle is AB. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's at Alec Baldwin, but when you go to his page. Oh, it is. I thought it was just uh, at AB. No, it's at Alec Baldwin. We've got to get that right for the TV version because you're the TV (laughs) podcast producer this week, too. Make sure you get that right. Back to back 17 But it's when you go to his page, it just says AB. That's all it says. Yeah. Right. There you go. Um, so that's Thursday. That's being released audio Thursday. It's all together on a one-hour show, television-wise. One hour this week. First ever. First ever. Couldn't even, didn't even get that for when we got the Curb guys in here, which would be a great one hour there. Uh, that airs, uh, first airing is noon Eastern on Thursday. Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I believe that's 6 a.m. Hawaiian. There you go. So. There you go. In three re-airs throughout the weekend. Uh-huh. It'll be good. It'll be good. So let's get this thing started off of a great championship Sunday, an epic championship Sunday, heading to a giant Patriot Super Sunday. Let's start this monster bye week, double dip edition of the podcast off. Pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light, an original tandem on NFL Network. From NFL Network, Warren Sapp. Good yes, to see you. And also, of course, Showtime inside the NFL. I don't want to get... Man, I got more jobs than he make it. feel like a Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> and from the NFL on Fox, Michael Strahan. Good to see you. Hey, I'm good, man. Good to How see you doing? Yeah, the lead dog, baby. Lead you know dog. what? Rich, we came in here. We yeah. did a show. We mm-hmm. got great response. Man, Twitter blew up over the show. Everybody loved it. Right. So, and I know we've been trying to get in here, but yes, we, we saved the best for last, man. It's like, it's leading up to the Super Bowl. We know who's in there, man. And it comes to your best show ever. I hope so. Uh, and, and it's what we in the business call oh. stepping in it that you are here after the Giants yeah. and Patriots make the Super Bowl a rematch of your last game as a professional. And I want to play too, man. Yeah? Yeah, hell yeah. You'd suit up for this one? Good. My legs are good. I, hey, I never had knee problem. Never Trey, had knee problem. I got Nothing. a question for you. As you watch this new NFL going, how many times you think you can line it up and really just go after the quarterback? Well, you know, yesterday after the game, I'm talking to O.C. O.C. Uh-huh. And they go, he said, I played 20 plays. 20 plays? <laughs> 20, I can give you 20 right now. I can give you 20. I know that. You can give us 22. I can do 22. Yes. If you just tell me I have 20 plays, but during the course of a game for somebody like me and him that's played all, all 60. All the time. You never want to watch the game. I mean, no way. No. 20, 20? 20 plays is like coming to work and they third. say, you, you know what? You two hours of Sunday show. That's oh, I could give you two hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can give you two hours. Certainly since I'm coming off of six, we're, about to, do, we're about to do eight and a half on That's Super Sunday. Eight, eight, eight and a half? Eight and a half. Got it. Boy, you better get some sleep. Did you? Oh, please. Did you see eight? Eight and a half. Don't forget the half. We're still on at our same time of nine in the morning. See, I know it see you just it. you just show up I'm with done, Howie man. and Terry. We're you, done. you know, you, that's you probably get to work when we're on the air, right? On Sunday. Uh, um, no, I get, get to work, work at six a.m. Do you really? Yeah. What do you do until noon? Just BS. Do you watch us? Yeah, we watch Yay! some of you guys. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so I we watch. Yeah, I like that because yeah. we our little rehearsal. I mean, we're not rehearsal, but we go in there and do like a production meeting for like fifteen minutes, and then. We sit until I'd like seven, seven thirty. Production meeting. <laughs> I would love to do that too. So you meet Sunday morning. You don't even meet Saturdays. You don't even meet. Wow. We call in on Thursdays. We have like. Why is he on that flight? We have like a fifteen-minute call Saturday morning there because he can get here and um, oh, he go walk in yeah, and work out with yeah, Bradshaw. Yeah, they yeah, go walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they really? Yeah, they San Francisco. They went walking. They went to walk for three hours. They were up in the hood. Really? And then. Um, Jimmy oh, no, shows me a picture on his cell phone of Brassaw's T-Bowing with Alcatraz in the background. <laughs> yeah, they went around in Barcadero. They hey, didn't go in the hood. Trust no, me. No, they did. No. No, they did. No. Yes, they did. They got bears. lost. 
Those those dude, those no two cats are crazy, man. Okay, you don't get crazy. out of the hood in San Francisco. That's why you, they sent police they to the, the game <laughs> yesterday with giant uniforms. Yeah, giant uniforms, son. See, you know, the I know the man real well. Could you they were not I'm in the hood. They was over there by the old army barracks. That's they all. They swear they were in the hood, no. walking for three no. hours in something, something line or something, no. some area. Yeah, yeah, and they made it, but they made they it. made it out, man. They made it. So uh, Jimmy's from the U, you know. And Terry, Terry come out anywhere. Yeah, yeah, but everybody knows who Terry is. So. Exactly. You got to worry mean, about who's going to mess with Terry Bradshaw? They're going to exactly. rob him. They just won't beat him up, though. That's right. <laughs> and they'll go home and say, <laughs> "Bradshaw, we're going to take your money, but we know who you are." You going to hand it over and tell him a joke on the way out. Here you go. He's the best. Stray, are you surprised? Are you surprised about the Giants are in the Super Bowl? The win yesterday was not as much of a – I was actually surprised at how close the game was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was I got to take my hat off to those four. No, no, no. I wouldn't think it was going to be a blowout, but I didn't think it was going to be overtime. Lawrence Tynes kicks it to Same win it. Thing. Same situation on a turnover, but the 49ers defense, really call man. call it a turnover? Oh, oh man, that bullshit, man. Well, I mean, I mean I, it, was, it, was, it was this year's version of the Favre pick. To give you a short field. You know, and I feel bad for the Williams kid, but he takes too many chances, man. And last game against, and last week against the the, 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 the Saints, Saints, the balls bouncing. He had guys coming, and and he's gonna get in, try to shoot the Uh gap with it on the return. Then he dove for one yesterday that he luckily caught. Right. Then the one hits his knee, and he, I understand, but they got camera angles everywhere. You cannot hide. So do you think he just tried to make it seem like I I didn't didn't really touch it? Oh, he, no, he, he saw his first reaction was to go get it. Yeah, it's perfect. And then he saw the dude <laughs> there, and he's like, oh, oh no, well, if chill. I just chill, I'm good. I mean, You've got to get away with that, it. That's a first lesson to all you youngsters out there. Mm. That if you ever play in an A game on Fox or CBS, how many cameras they have? Like, oh, they have 25. And then they, they have, have that one over the top. They got 11 the and then all over. I mean, but I feel bad for the kid in a sense, man. Young guy can't even go to a drive-thru now without people. Oh, he done. They're going to throw the food at him when he gets it. Done. And not once. Twice. But it's, it is amazing, though, Ten points Stray, about yeah. how uh, this has been, been. They've been in New York City talking about shades of 2007 yeah. ever since week 16, that game against the Jets. Victor Cruz goes on that 99-yarder against the Jets. Giants haven't looked back since that play. Yeah. The game the game changed on that play, and the season eventually turned on that play. And they believe it, too. You go in that locker room, man, the guys That's who the are there, they, they're like, this is, this is, you know. It feels this, the same. This is like yeah, deja vu. Yeah. They're like the feeling here, man, the same feeling we had. And it's amazing you're going against the same team, even oh. though it's not the perfect team, but right. it's the same team. And I mean, it's gonna. And how badly? How bad do you think Belichick want to beat the Giants after that? <laughs> they hang a banner up that says y'all kick their butt in no. the Super Bowl. Oh, it's an eighteen and one banner hanging up. Yeah, <gasps> they hung a banner off that year. So the Patriots, uh, you know, because obviously Belichick, as you point out. You know he he coached there. He's yeah. got his roots there, right? Yeah, he he and, and he's a whole the of game he does. From there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he respects the heck out of the franchise and, yeah. and the team and what have you. But they 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 could beat the Patriots three straight times. That's only happened twice in the last decade. You've taken three in a row from Belichick and Brady. That's only happened three times. Mm-hmm. The Broncos and the Colts did it in '05 and '06. Now the Giants could do it from the super, two, with two <clears throat> Super Bowls. So. Don't think but, like that. That's blasphemy to talk about. But it's Bill the Belichick truth, right though. There. I mean, is it? Is, <laughs> do you think? Do you do you th- do you think that Belichick is going to play some of this stuff up? Show them 07 a little bit. Show them, you know. You know what? He he likes to bring out this bravado that that last game has nothing to do. 
every coach digs mm-hmm. in and finds a little something to put on the table for the team. It's not for the Tom Brady's or the Deion Branch or the Gronkowski. It's for that 46 and 47 guy mm-hmm. that's going to be in the Super Bowl. That's going to be your L4 and your L3. Probably the guys weren't even on the team. Back exactly. Then. That that now need to be drawn into this, here's the Kool-Aid, drink it. Oh, yeah, he's serving it. Yeah. You know this. And what about Coughlin? I mean, because right now he is now on – He's one win away from being flat out on par with Parcells, and that's the truth. Amazing. The tuna tuna took the Giants to two Super Bowls. Coughlin's about to do that, and he's four quarters away from winning. He did a great job of coaching this year, man. I mean, that team, at one point, I was like, ooh. Listen, they were talking about him being fired, yeah. the D coordinator being fired. I heard Dorsey out the door. Oh, I mean, everybody. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. <laughs> Tuck is not playing what he used. He's not this and that. And they don't have the young receivers. and Pierre Paul. That's it. Exactly. That's all we like, have left. Nobody else existed. And then all of a sudden, last three or four weeks, bam, here you go. Michael Bowley looks like the best middle linebacker going, doesn't incredible. he? Incredible. Oh. Rushing the passer, you know, last doing week it all. and doing everything. Doing Where did all. that come from, though? What is? Well, how does that happen? Uh, you know, can what? you put your finger on this? Since you were on a team that lit one lit thing. Up, I, like, one thing I will say about Coach and Coughlin, he will not change. Like he he changed his personality and his approach to players, which was important because had he not, there would have been no Super Bowl in 07. There would be no Super Bowl this year. Plain and simple, he changed that approach. But one thing he doesn't change is his approach to winning, his preparation, his belief, his. Go by the system, stick with it, and everything works out. And I think once role Antoine un- enter a role with the one guy, ah, oh, this guy's killing me. I can't, I can't take it. But I think he figured out you either part of a problem or, or part of a solution. And he got on the part of being a solution. All of a sudden, the secondary got better. Guys challenged each other. So and I want to say role when he said guys ain't practicing, guys ain't they ain't doing it, guys aren't doing. I think he actually helped in a sense. What at time at one point I think people thought it was hurting because he's talking about a teammate. Right. But certain guys, you know your teammates, you know who you can say that to and how you need to get the message across. And he got it across to him, obviously. Hmm. Because I, I, it, what would he? What does he do? He just lays off guys a little bit more. He I'll give it to you this way. I mean, he, what, what you what you what yeah. you're describing is Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. Here's our structure. Here's how we do it. And there's no no point that we're going to change along this way. We yeah. must believe in what we're doing every day. You become what you repeatedly do. And if you do this over and over again, it'll bring you a championship. Now, obviously, schemes are important and leadership's important. Belichick obviously brings so much to the table. You're talking about what Coughlin brings to the table. You need a franchise quarterback to make it all work, though, don't you? They both have one. And that's what I <laughs> – and, yeah. and, and what Eli has become oh. is – Elicious. Elicious. Oh! Delicious. I like that. Delicious. I like that. That is very good. Make is that sure, trademark? Make, make, that, sure, you that get, make sure you get that Notre Dame guy to spell it E I E L I. No, not E L E. Oh, Lord, you saw that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what, are you ta- what are you talking about? Tuck was in front of the stand oh, that's right. and said, You can't spell elite without E L E. That's no good. Notre Dame. Lonely didn't go to Texas Southern. We're all That's why good. I said, what are you doing? Is that a Notre Dame education? Is that what they do at hey, the Golden Domers? You're talking to Michigan guys, so we're all the same. Hey. I, I, I'm a guy who rents Rudy hoping he pulls a hamstring at the Oh, end. boy. I'm, I'm serious. Rudy hoping? Oh, I hope he pops his quad in the worst way Dad, at the God, end of every time. That's how tackle, bad, yeah, that's how bad Rich, I hate Rich, Notre Dame. Rich, he makes the tackle. Hey, no, whatever. That brought prestige whatever. to your school. I mean, to Notre what, Dame. To Notre Dame? Rudy. No, I know that. And but Rudy, I, I, me being a Michigan guy, I love it's, you know, you know, Michigan, the you know what I think about Michigan guys? What, that they, they, they no, win Super I'm Bowls? And, 
Oh, excuse me. Like, on um, occasion, Texas Southern got one Super Bowl. That's true. Miami guy, we're all in the same thing. Uh-oh. But this is what I'm going to say about Michigan guys. In honor, yeah, four I, I played with quite a few of them, yes, right? Yes, you did. Yeah. I'm friends with all of them still. Uh-huh. But why, you, why do y'all debate everything? Because we're smart. Argument. We're smart. No, you're not. Here we are. We're you, smart. You, you ever see Step Brothers cool. when they talk? They go, shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. That's right. Straight. You just make yourself stupid right now. Think about Ann Arbor right about now. Yeah. Covenant Snow. miserable. You didn't do them getting drunk in the dorm rooms. That's why they debate. <laughs> they drunk in the snow everywhere. Nothing else to do. Is yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're, smart. Else to do. we're smart. We're smart. I'm just all I'm saying. All right, we'll move you on. You have the smart, but I'm just saying so there's nothing else to the do. Great debaters. Let's move on to Eli, the Elicious one Ooh. here, because when when you when he first got there, what was the what was the take in the locker room? On, Quiet, soft spoken. Um, is this the guy? Is he a leader? Um, it's the brother of the little and guy. He's the brother of of, of Peyton Manning, probably mm-hmm. one of the best and ever. And he's not. But <laughs> no, it was one of these things. Now, is he here because of name, Ooh, right. or is he here because of talent? That was the question when he that first walked in. And, and Kurt Warner was your starter. And Kurt Warner, veteran, been here, right. great player, yeah. mm-hmm. still can play. We lost two games. They benched him and put Eli in there. And guys were like, we we can still make the playoffs with Kurt. We're not going to do it with Eli. Ooh. And um. But I, I will say, Eli hasn't missed a game. Guy takes a beat and gets up like the, a Timex and keeps on going. Do you remember a specific game, a specific moment where everything changed and you looked at each other and said, okay, that's that's a guy. He's not here by a name. He's here by talent. He's here by guts. He's here by Well, I don't think it, for me it wasn't a, a, a specific moment. Uh-huh. It was just being around him. One thing I can respect from you, mm. if, even if you're not a great player, if I see you work as hard as you can and try to get better, I respect that. If you're not a great player and you're not trying to be a great player, then I don't want you around me. I'm out here killing myself for what? To get checks and go home after 16 weeks? And you could see that right away. be mad watching everybody else? And you could see that right away. Yeah, but for him, Mm -hmm. this dude came in immediately, worked his butt off. First one in, last one to leave, but not just like the last one to leave by sitting in a room waiting till everybody leaves and then he goes. (laughs) But he's actually in there working. Right and and so to see the success he started to have, and I must admit, when we were in the super that Super Bowl run '07, when he would drop back to pass, my heart was in my throat, man. I was like, I don't know what he's gonna do, but Lord, let it be good. Let it be good. Let it be good. <laughs> and, well, you and, had them triple days too. Eh? Whoa, whoa, whoa! And he got away with it. But now he drops back, and I'm like, my Some man knows what happen. he's doing. Some Something good's gonna, gonna happen. happen. And he has these young receivers, man, Knicks. And and Cruz, these guys, man, even Manningham, I think it's, it sparked him. Yeah, and he's he, he's a four four year player, Manningham, out of Michigan. Okay, how about the and five he's flat on the older guys? How about the five flat tight? Oh, you talking about Bear Ballard? It took not no, Ballard. Pasco Ballard. Well, Pasco caught a touchdown yesterday, yeah. but he caught it and took him like half an hour to the turn, turn his shoulder and fall into the end zone. <laughs> I almost ran from the broadcast booth and tackled, and tackled him, him on the one. Boy, them tight ends slow. Good night, I really. It looked like, look oh. like a block football failure. Almost like that electric. <laughs> <laughs> we bad, I know. No, but it is amazing what Eli's become. It really is amazing that he is. I'll say this for he, all the little no brothers out there. There's no question about him being elite anymore. I'm going to say this for all the little brothers out there in the world. Go for it. Say the best for last. Say the best for last. I'm the baby boy. I am four. too, baby. They, they say the best for last. The baby of six. Yeah. I'm, I'm baby of six and two. Youngest of two. Oh, you wow. a baby too? I'm a baby too. Say the best for last. Right. 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 That is. You just got to come out. You have to find your niche and then work it. 
Yeah. And that's what Eli has. Found his niche. Plus, when you're young, you got to fight for everything, man. What? You right. just want to win one time. Yeah. But I mean. But, but I'll tell you this, though. For Eli. Yeah. And I hate to say it like this, but not having to live in Peyton's shadow this year could have been the best thing for him. And I went to New York about three, four weeks or three weeks ago and, and sat down with him and a few other guys and just sitting there with him. I was like, dude, you're different. Like, you're not different as far as who you are, but your confidence of you sitting in this chair, like, you actually could sit down and get a woman now. You know what I'm saying? Cause you, you got that. Like yeah. Like, yeah, now, that, now that, you, that, you got, you got a little boy. bit of an alpha male about you. Woo! You know when you a guy walk in the room, he's an alpha male. Right. Eli's got a little bit of that now. He got a little something to him. Like, like Yo. it. And part of that is the fact that we weren't sitting here and watching Peyton light it up in an MVP fashion week after week after and week. And then going, boy, Eli never be that. Well, Eli doesn't have to be that. I mean, Eli just has to fit what the Giants need. It's like selling your house. I don't need 20 buyers. I just need one. And he just had the stage to himself this year. And you think that that is a reason why I think that he helps. had the alpha male. Oh, it definitely that helps. Helped. It definitely helps whenever you don't have your brother throwing right. for almost 4,000, 5,000 yards. Every year. I mean, come on. And you're hearing about it every day. So what happens in the Super Bowl then? What happens in Super Bowl 46, Seth? What happens when these two teams get back out there? On the field again. They saw each other in week nine. Eli hit Ballard with 16 ticks to go. Mm-hmm. Not a not in a, a Plexico-type fashion, but it was similar. It was a touchdown catch in the last minute of the game. <laughs> Ballard, Plexico. You told me. Yeah, that, 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 That's funny, those are two man. different things. <laughs> two different people. They about the same speed, though. <laughs> Ouch. What? So that happened in Plex week is nine. Plexico's not up, burning up no highways, fellas. Last time, by the way, the Patriots lost. They yes. have not lost since week nine. They've, mm. lo- they've won ten in a row. Mm. I didn't know that. Got rid of Hainsworth yeah. off the team. How about that? That's a yeah. fact right Got there. Got rid of Hainsworth off the team. That's a they, factoid right there. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. So what happens? They need a pass rush. It's just that simple. Yeah. If, and they don't. That's the one thing they're lacking. I was thinking about that this morning. Yeah, I mean, that's the pass one thing. Rush. If you if you can't do what San Francisco did to Eli mm-hmm. and beating him up, hitting him, and getting in that type of physical battle because there's no other way to get at him. You, you yeah. got to go through that line to get to Eli and – the Eli I saw yesterday, oh, my goodness. And I don't care who you are. If you sit back, I can sit back there long enough, somebody's going to get open. I can go run a route and get open. Obviously, if Ballard and those guys pass, go and get open. I can go get open if you give me enough time. Mm-hmm. So you Eli's get, and now I'm thinking over. about it. I was like, if Patriots don't have that rush. Uh, Carter was having a great year for them. Andre right. Carter was resurrected, having a great year. He went out, and it kind of went downhill. And that de- the defense is better now than it was before, but – when I look, I don't go, okay, who's that threat who's going to have Eli shuffling and moving around the pocket? What about you got to take pressure? over the pocket? you got to mm-hmm. collapse the pocket. Well, and once you do that, now you're on your way to winning. No, That's how y'all beat them that time. We beat them there, and this, this is the key, oh, too. The Giants have the pass rush on turf. These cats are fast, fast track. Mm-hmm. Fast. fast track. And you're talking about when you hit somebody with a club, you plant that foot in that sucker, then the turf, ain't no slipping. You got all your power with that. You're talking about hitting the corner and chopping and planting your feet and exploding out of it? Water skiing. Man, I'm telling you right now, man, the, the, the Dines defensive line is so athletic. And, and, Can you see and Pierre Paul over Pierre, there one-on-one oh, with him? How good, is he, how good is he, by the way? He's, he's amazing, man. He's 6'5", 280. 
but he just doesn't can look scratch, it. Can he scratch he his just, knees? With yes, his he can. Yeah, he's an octopus. Scratch his knees. He's like an octopus. His ankles. What are you talking about? His arms are long. Oh, my God. He's down here with He does look like an octopus. Oh, he's long. He's long. He's all over the place. But what about Will Fork? Now, I know that Will Fork isn't an edge rusher. I get it. But he was. I understand. I get it. I just know him ball He was in Flacco's face all over the place. He was all over the place. Sunday. He played perhaps his best game. Maybe his entire career. When I turn on the tape and I watch J.J. Watt, Go to work on y'all. Yeah, I know. And I'm Vince Wolfhard. Yeah. So oh yeah. My time. You're saying it was oh, no, the Ravens' line. Oh no. Once you send that tape out to the other defensive linemen that can run, there's blood in the water. Mm-hmm. I've seen what what affects you now. Come on to my house. <laughs> so, I got you. I'm just trying to read what you're saying. So the Giants' line is better than the Ravens' line. So the what we saw the Patriots being as effective in the pass rush in the AFC Championship game because they were all over Flacco first quarter. They were all over him in the in, in Baltimore's the, in the line. In my opinion, is not a great pass. What did you line. see, Michael Orr and them boys? Yeah, Man, they're, they're not, not a great pass rushing line. Not a great pass rushing line. Not great. So that's it, so you're saying when it comes down to the pass rush, we obviously know the Giants have had one. It's it, it's as good as it is. It's been since your last year there mm-hmm. in 2007. But they got That's- a real offensive line in New England with Solder, my man um, Brian Waters. I don't know who the center is. It doesn't even matter because mm-hmm. he's just helping anyway. And then Longan Lincolns. But the one, Light. <clears throat> light. Light and Pierre Paul, if they're going to leave him one-on-one, that's a mistake. And then Light's going to have to deal with O.C. And then if they get in longer third-down situations, then you're gonna, you put Tuck inside, have, put O.C. outside. Tuck put inside, JPP, um, Dave Tollison, and O.C. You're going to have four defensive ends. And all they're going to do, they're going to go straight. The cat's going to start switching and doing games. Corners. That's what you did in 2007. Yeah, and these guys are are just they're fast. Man. Once they're the big. blood hit I mean, the water, there's a bunch of sharks. You yeah. have a feeding frenzy. So you both like the Giants in this game two weeks out? Wow, I ain't had a day to look at no man, tape. What are you saying? We just, just talking I'm not going to get you guys together I'm again. People hey, on Twitter. Hey. I just woke up this morning and read hey. who you got in yeah. the Super Bowl. I'm like, I ain't woke up. Yeah. I haven't even thought about it, man. I'm just sitting here thinking about the game in general. I haven't thought. Uh, uh, I mean, Tom Brady. Because the first place we're going to look is I went for the money question. I went for the money question. But Gronkowski, I think, is he presents a different problem than Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis flat out is fast, man. Okay, I mean he's a, he's not gonna block you. I right. mean that's not good. He's he's the Shannon sharper tight end. He ain't right. gonna block you. Ooh, yeah, Shannon, you Shannon, like no, because yeah, no, because Shannon and I used to get into it by his block. I said, like, come and block me like a man. Don't give me that big block. He ain't got no butt. I had to go he ahead. No butt. He, he got no I had to like. talk to him a little bit about that because you're gonna come at me. <laughs> I'm trying to cut my ankles. Come at me like a man, Rich. That's how I built. You didn't like him on the ground trying to I, cut I, you. I, you know what? I, I love you down there, so I can step on you when I go to smash him on his neck. I mean, it just bugged me to cut somebody's ankles. Get up here like a man. You looking all the weights all jacked up. No, I and I respect him, and I love him. No, he is definitely a Hall what? of Famer. I Go respect on. him. I love him. He's a great guy. But that's but the one. Like a but man. when we play, man, I used to. He and I used to go at it. We almost fought at the coin toss in a preseason you. game. He over. cut you. He cut you a couple yeah. times. <laughs> and then cut you start laughing. Man, just make me so mad. <laughs> I love him to try but to I, cut I, me. I, but I'm he's he was something else. Oh my goodness, straight. He's something else. But but Gronkowski is such a big guy. Man, dude. yeah, like six seven, and I mean, right. the horse. And, and who's gonna put the most safety on him? Who's right. gonna put some 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 cornerback? Like Pollard did a pretty good job for Baltimore. Pollard did a pretty good job, and now with well, that role, who's that gonna be? Antro role? Who's gonna be on? Or Deion Grant? Deion Grant? That's who's gonna. Phillips? Because Hernandez is faster, so I'd put my faster safety on, on Hernandez. Him. Yeah, I mean, Hernandez, they put out a running back and the cat's picking up 10, 20 yards a run. He's fast. Yeah. He's fast. So that's what the Patriots, that's their basic. Patriots are a scheme, man. They just going to come out and put guys in positions that you go, what is that guy doing there? Like, 
he's not, that's not his position. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Belichick finds something this guy can do that most coaches would just say, okay, he's athletic and he's good, but he's just a tight end. Just leave him there. Belichick can put you in a position to make you, for a, a play, create a play for your talent. And that's what he does. That's the genius of him as a coach. He had Edelman on Anquan Bolden on the final drive. I know. Anquan Bolden on Julian Edelman. And it's, it, you know, obviously Edelman needed to make some plays and Q uh, lit him up a few times in that final drive. No doubt about it. I mean, He's but, supposed but to. I know, but, that, but I guess that's, but that's, it wasn't that's a mismatch. your theory. Mm-hmm. That's, your, that's the theory in, in, in play right there is that they're going to take you out there and they're going to put you in a spot where – He's going to have you make a play and trust you to do it in the most crucial aspect. Oh, of the your game. weapon! Uh, before I let you guys go, I got to ask you: What do what the Ravens say to Cundiff? What what happened in that? He walks home if he's on my team. You walk home. Well, you heard what Ray said after the game. I, what did Ray I didn't say? Hear Ray. Ray essentially said he's a teammate. We're not going to sit here and say Cundiff lost the game. He didn't lose the game. We're not going to say answer, that. Good That's what he said. If he's on my team, he walks home. You know, it's what? one thing to miss a kick, but it's another thing that you're late. Coming out, Belichick says, the only reason I didn't call the timeout is I see him rushing. What well, else is Cundiff doing? They, they, they had one left. Why didn't they well, call Well, I want to ice your own kicker. Man, that cat's running out there late. He's like already said, iced him daggone we, self. We, looked at, we wanted to look at some tape. We looked for at past games to see if that might have been his routine. And it wasn't. That's the was not. Research, by the way. I mean, we did because really I didn't want to go on the air and say, and, and, why yeah, are you running out there with him like that? That's what he normally does. No, he does not. But that's not what he normally no. does. In it, all, did, it did look like he was just like on the fifty doing all sorts you know, it's of warm ups. You know what, Ray Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, two of my favorite players to watch over their careers. And you can see now every time Ed hits the ground, he gets up like he's George Jefferson. <laughs> he's, you know, he's Fred Sanford Fred rolled, Sanford in, the rolled in the one. He's beat up, man. And you realize the end is near. You see, Ray. Ray's not what Ray was in Super Bowl 35. Right. You know, you're 15, 16 years in the league. Anytime you get this close, I hate when it comes down to a kicker. And not disparaging a kicker because only reason I won was because of a kicker. Only reason the Giants won was because of the kicker. 2002, but you lost because, because of, of a kicker. kicker. Or long snapper. Or the long snapper. Um, and, a holder, and I saw and a all, Trey Duncan just did some whole special. I couldn't even. He couldn't even watch a it. Special. Man. He did a special. Somebody did a special on, on him. Food channel or something. The, the or? snap. And I wanted to go. I wanted to snap his neck. <laughs> um, but anyway, Cundiff. <laughs> this is ten years later. Ten years later. Ten years. Two hundred channels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got to put something on. They got to put something on. Nine years. But your boy Cundiff. What would I say to him? Yeah. I mean, I had a kicker who who kind of messed us out of some wins. It's like it's the only time in my career I ever went in the locker room, got a chair, and destroyed some stuff, and I realized. You know what? If, if plain and simple, I hope he enjoys his next team. Yeah, because uh, th- there's no way, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean Zach, what like am I, I supposed said, to say? You know my rule. All that work I put on my team, the my Ra- coach, my quarterback, and my kicker. But in this situation, he has to walk home. The Ravens handled it in the classiest manner possible. Like I said, the Ray, uh, Ray Lewis said, he's my teammate. We're not pointing the fingers. We win as a team. We lose as a team. We're all men here. The coach said, Billy's a good kicker. He'll be back out there. But there's no way he's your kicker next year, correct? I mean, not if I'm Jim, John Harbaugh. And and on top of it all, what, John Harbaugh is a special. How teams about coach. this idea, though? I mean, Cundiff only. Cundiff only. I know he is a special teams coach. <laughs> Cundiff only would have forced overtime, right? The game would have continued. Yeah. Lee, okay. Lee, Lee Evans. Though, Lee Evans. Lee Evans, is the Lee oh, Evans would oh, have wrapped it oh, up. Oh, Lee oh, Evans. Oh, Lee oh, Evans oh, would have oh, wrapped it up. Oh, you know what, Lee Evans? Joe Flacco. Like, we'd be no, talking no, no, about Joe Flacco right now. Right there. 
hell of a throw by Flacco. Unbelievable. He caught it, but you got us again. Don't get it and go. He was ready to celebrate. Yeah, he was. He was ready to let it go. Man, you from the cradle to the grave, you got to hold on to the Do you know that guy who stripped it look like in practice when they catch it in practice and the guy just does it? Just put his hands on it. Yeah. Like, Man, you got the lot. That's your super. Man, oh. tell you right now, I saw that. Oh, well, when you man. only catch four balls in the whole season, it kind of, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. you should have seen Irvin's reaction. Oh, Irvin went crazy. Irvin went, oh, he nuts. went nuts. Irvin yeah, started screaming, referring to the ball as a she, by the way. As oh, of a course. Female. It's always You've got a to she. squeeze her. When she's in your hands and she's going to take you to the Super Bowl, you oh, can't boy. let that ball From the be knocked the out. She is very important. You can't oh. do that to her. I was so. screaming at the top okay. of his lungs at the team. Absolutely. And Dion, Dion was sitting there wordless, listening to this whole thing like he's heard it 80 times before. Absolutely. Right? Okay. And he just looks at him and goes, man, you're acting like you got something on this game. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> he said, and he goes, no, Prime, no, I don't. He goes, you can't do that. I'm like screaming the way you're talking. Before, what's funny is I'm at the house screaming the same thing. Oh, I'm in I the stadium. The whole stadium went. Yeah. Oh. I can't believe I couldn't believe it either. And, and the way that you described Irvin, we should keep him away from all football at all times, man. <laughs> yeah, he was crazy. He, about he, he, no, no, he, got, he got nuts about that. But oh. also, he's a he's a freak. You're a receiver. Yeah. Well, he's a that, freak, though. I mean, you shake his hand. It's oh, like, yeah, he's yeah. got I two mean, vices at the end of, oh, his, yeah. of his wrist. I mean, I mean nobody would hold him. Nobody would hold him. I used to love playing against Michael and watching. I mean, that whole the way he just. Yeah, like that ball at the ball This is the way he did everything. Michael was. And it was. The playmaker. The playmaker, man. So you can see how that bothered him because it bothered me, and I never caught a ball for it. Living, you know what I mean? Screaming at the house. I couldn't believe it. Everything's different if he holds on to that. Oh, Everything yeah. is it's different. Over. It's, it's over. over. It's over. Flacco, we're talking about. He's a Super Bowl quarterback now. What a great performance he had. He oh, definitely you had a seen better day than Brady. Today, then, have you? No, what was that? Still a great performance by Joe Flacco. Well, no, should, uh, we, we should give him his due in that respect, though. I mean, because he gets he gets crapped you know what, on man. all the time. I Guy mean, gets crapped on. You know why he gets crapped on? Because they picked right down the middle when they were driving before the, the other two well, drives. Well, no, not even that. I think nowadays guys get crapped on more because of their demeanor half the time. Like Eli got crapped on because of his demeanor until he won a Super Bowl. Now he's winning. Flacco's getting crapped on because of his demeanor. But Flacco's the only quarterback in, I guess, NFL history that goes to four years straight. Four years, years divisional round. He's trying more I wins mean, in his regular season, first four years than any other quarterback, quarterback ever. Ever. Right. I mean, the guy can play football. But when you look at that Baltimore Raven team, both of you, you don't say Joe Flacco is the reason why he has that record, right? No. Thank you. I know but it helps. Listen. The Somebody got to hand Ray Rice the ball. The one thing we both you. know is a quarterback will get way more credit <sighs> and way more blame. But mm -hmm. the bottom line is, even with that pick to Brandon Spikes, who the snap before was pancaked by Vontae Leach. I got up. I mean, just to talk about how different a snap of the football what? could be in a single what? game, right? You know he's what I tweeted at that point? You know what I tweeted? Pancaked. This is what the 32nd rated defense costs you. And I'm like, oh, I guess not yet. I know, right. And, and then the next play, next play, he's in the position where he should be, and he makes the pick. And and What I always tell you, Rich, it's the disposition of a defensive player that gets you beat. Nothing else. The disposition. When you're not where you're supposed to be. Well, and, and But the bottom line is, even with that, Flacco threw a beautiful ball to, to Evans. Lee Evans. Oh, that man, was that a Super right Bowl throw, Hell of a throw to put him in the big game. He threw him all day long. The one he drove to the sideline to right. Lee Evans early in the... I mean, he threw, I mean, some, he he threw some balls. He threw some balls. I mean, he's got a cannon. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, you're going to be in Indy for the game? 
Uh, yeah, I'll be there. Would you just a uh, spectator? You're going to be in Mister Tish's box. No, I'm a spectator. No, no, I'm I'm a spectator, man. I'm going to go right. and watch. You, you mean the going people? in the owner's box? You um, mean the people? I'll make my way around. You know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you got about three or four boxes in there. You right? I got options. You bet you have options. And you're you're insiding. You're with you're with us, and then you're doing it. Is it getting inside the NFL? Of course, we're doing. What is on Wednesday? Tell me, it's on Wednesday. So you got to do it eight and a half hours, huh? On Sunday alone. On Sunday, I'm doing seven hours. Here's what I'm doing. I'm on the air on Monday when the teams arrive, right at two o'clock. First hour that we're on the air live, I'm there from two to seven o'clock. Then I'm there for Media Day Tuesday. I'm doing the podcast from there. I'm going to catch his catch can. We're going to get some people on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then Wednesday, I'm on the air live from seven hours, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, the commissioner press conference. Saturday is the award show. You're going to be there for the awards? Are you going for the award show? I won't be there until Sunday. I have one question. Is that mandatory? (laughs) I think it might be. I'll be there. I'm red carpeting. I have a question. Hey, you did that last year. Yeah, man. With Marina Menounos. Yeah. I'm red carpeting this year. You learn something from me. I always take a beautiful lady with you. <laughs> Makes life Makes easier. Makes your day go by uh-huh. fast. I got a yes, question for you, man. What are you oh, trying man. to do with all these hours on TV? Trying to break Regis's record for the most hey, hosting if, hours? If anybody's something? taking Regis's spot, that would be no, I don't know about you. That, Hold on. How many times have you been up there? I mean, can I get a run at try Regis' spot? He's Who I need to call? You've done two. He's done two already. got more. You get more, right? I'm going back. Right after the Super Bowl for a few days. Kelly Who do I call? Kelly Ripper. I have no idea, man. They call me. Hey, Kelly. They call him. Kelly, holla at Sal. Holla. Holla at your boy. I don't know if Consuelos would, would appreciate that. Who's Consuela? Her husband. Yeah, Consuelos. <laughs> Who is Consuela? Consuelos? Consuelos. Who Consuela? That's, that's no good right there. Oh. Sat, you're the man. Oh, straight. Thanks, Rich. You're I the man. Doing this. Your Thank wife you. is doing a fabulous job of dressing you. I appreciate that, and she appreciates that too. I did dress job, myself Susie. here. No, yeah. you put it on, but she laid it no, out the no, night no. before. It's not true. I bet she probably had numbers False. in your sweater and your shirt, pants. It's I not a match. It's like a I match the hippo to the hippo, and this is what I look like on the podcast. Thanks for coming on. All right, thank you, man. That. I appreciate it. It's, it's always fun. It's, this is the man, right? It's very difficult to to get straight. You ain't got to tell me. Good morning, America. All this stuff. Like killing yeah, you're me. Oh, that's over. Man, Good luck to you. I, Good luck to you. Say hi to Kelly for I'm me. I'm trying to get you him. I need some more jobs. Straight. Sap. Right here on the Rich Eisen Podcast again. Pleased to be joined on the Rich Eisen Podcast by the Pro Bowl running back of the Baltimore Ravens, Ray Rice, joining me here on the show. How are you, Ray? Oh, I'm doing good. I can't complain. You know, definitely healthy and uh, humble and thanking God for blessing me for another healthy season going into the offseason very healthy now i'm sure people are expecting uh to see you and, and me myself um and just in a state of uh being depressed or or down how would you characterize yourself just a couple days after that uh difficult championship game loss right well i took back and i reflected on everything that happened this season and where we started and where we you know where we ended and if i dwelled on this loss you know I really wouldn't be, you know, the purpose of life. There's, a, there's other people out there that are struggling, you know, with cancer, you know, death, poverty, poverty, and other stuff that's going on. And, you know, obviously I'm a competitor. I wanted to win. But now, you know, we really reflect on the good, bad, highs and lows. And we've came a long way, you know, the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, I'm very proud of the guys, proud of everybody that competed with us this year, this season. And um. For the fans, hey, we couldn't get it done, but there is next year, and uh, football's going to be around, you know, and for the people that's out there struggling with other stuff going on, 
you know, may the Lord be with you. And um, definitely prayer works. As for the moment uh, at the end of that game, CBS, the cameras, they were zooming in on a lot of uh, a lot of folks in your sideline for the react for the reaction when Billy Cundiff missed the field goal. And you were one of them. Can you take us what was going through your mind as you watched that ball sail wide left? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was actually standing there at Terrell Suggs, and I said, hey, we got to take him into overtime. And obviously when it happened, you know, you're in a state of shock. And one thing that, you know, you take out of it, you never question, you know, the will of something that's going to happen. We don't know why it happened or why it happened to us. And but at the same time, you know, Billy Cundiff didn't go out there saying, I'm going to mess this right. game up. <laughs> right. You know, the guy from the 49ers didn't say, I'm going out there to muff this punt. You know, these are competitors. And this is why I really wanted to take the time out to take time to reflect on everything that we're, we're blessed to play this game. You know, wins and loss, fans are diehards. But, hey, I mean, somebody else is going to feel the same way how we feel, the 49ers felt, in the Super Bowl. No matter what, you get there and you don't win it all, you're going to feel the same way. You're going to feel disgusted. But the faster you get over it, the faster you realize that there is another opportunity that you're going to live to fight another day, you'll be all right. Uh, uh, <clears throat> the last, uh, four, or at least in the intervening 48 hours after uh, after the loss, a lot was, has been discussed about what was going on on the sideline, that Cundiff was rushed, that perhaps the scoreboard was displaying the wrong down and he was confused as to what was going on on the field, and he's definitely seemed rushed going out there. Can you take us behind the scenes as to what you were, you were thinking as you were coming off the field and, and uh, waiting for that kick to go down? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, honestly, they said something was wrong with the scoreboard, everything else that happened. But, you know, I, hey, we played for 60 minutes. I don't want to blame 23 seconds on 60 minutes, you know, and – Obviously, I felt like we were going to overtime. Billy has won more games for us than that one kick. Billy has won many games for us. You know, we had to win a game this year with him making straight field goals. We didn't score a touchdown. So I'm not going to be the guy that judges him off one kick. He's a great kicker. You know, he's going to continue to be a great kicker. And, you know, 23 seconds is not going to determine his career. We'll have another opportunity, and that's just who we are, you know. And I'm sure he'll win games for us or for, you know, for any team that, you know, that's out there. The kickers have to win games, you know. But Billy is one of the guys that, you know, he's a straight-up guy. You know, he, he don't need any lashing from our guys. Our guys are, you know, surrounding him, letting him know we got his back and, hey, we'll go forward with next year. And if he is on the team next year, I'm, I have uh, Michael Strahan on this show. He was very vocal on Fox saying that there's no way that if a kicker did that on his team, he'd be welcome back in the locker room. Uh, Warren Sapp saying similar comments. If Cundiff is in that locker room, uh, come training camp, even OTAs, is that cool with you and in, in your assessment, the rest of the team? It would be perfectly fine with me. Like I said, Billy has won more games for us than he's lost. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the situations where you want to – you got to take time and look back and reflect, you know, Yes, his job to kick the ball, but at the same time, you know, stuff happens. You know, nobody wants to be that guy. You know, I felt a similar way last year when I fumbled in the playoffs against Pittsburgh. I couldn't blame it on being sick. I played the game with the flu. 
But, hey, I fumbled. I had to get back to next season. You know, it's my job to protect the ball. And so I know the kind of feeling that he's facing, so I don't want to be that guy and, you know, try to go out and bash him. Like, I'm in this corner, you know, and I'm sure if I'm in this corner, you know, 52 other men to be in this corner well in the locker room. Speaking of being bashed, Joe Flacco has been bashed quite a bit nationally, obviously there in Baltimore. He played an unbelievable game, right? I mean, he 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 played as well as anybody could have expected to play in the circumstances on the road in an AFC championship game. I'd love to know what you thought from your perspective of Joe Flacco's performance and how you think he should be viewed nationally, if not locally, as a quarterback in this league. Well, I, like you said, you hit it on the nail. I've always knew Joe Flacco was a great quarterback. You know, we have great chemistry. You know, Joe's been around. We came in the same time. And I'm just glad he did it on that stage. So now people can finally see what we've all knew all along. Joe's been taking a hit. Quarterback, that's just a position. You know, it's the, it's the most known position in football. You know, you're going to take the highs, lows, ups, and downs. You know, and he didn't get enough credit. You know, so that game really showed how great of a quarterback he was. You know, they isolated me, and Joe Flacco took over the game. You know, that's what happened. Yeah, he definitely made some great throws. He made a great throw, obviously, at the end of the game. That It's another moment that a lot of people are talking about, how the ball was uh, in the end zone in the hands of Lee Evans, and unfortunately, uh, he couldn't hang on. Where, what happens to this team moving forward, Ray? Do you think everybody, as it currently is constituted, is coming back? Do you think that... Uh, coaching as well, offensive coordinator. A lot of people think Cam Cameron might be moving on. Do you think that what we saw on uh, that field Sunday with that team and that staff is going to be the same moving forward? I think that's just the nature of this business. You know, we already said the locker room is not going to be the same. You know, there's guys that's going to be here, there's guys that's not going to be here. And But we embrace the moments that we've shared together. And I'm sure the new guys, the new staff, whoever, whoever's around, mm-hmm. you know, there's a certain way we do things around here, and it's the Baltimore Raven way. And Coach Harbaugh has done a great job of, you know, getting guys that fit what he's trying to do. And whoever we have, you know, I'm sure, you know, the guys that we do have, the guys that we do bring in, you know, from the draft, free agency, whoever, you know, they're going to fit the way we're trying to play football around here. And they're still going to be a great team. You know, there's a reason why we made the playoffs every year and won at least one playoff game in each round. You know, we know what it takes, and we just got to get over that hump of, you know, getting to the next level. You know, but there's only going to be one true champion. Right. You know, and at the end of the day, we're just looking forward to compete. What has Ray Lewis meant for you since you coming off the campus in Jersey for Rutgers, coming into this league and becoming uh, a star running back? What's, what's Ray been like for you, throwing his arm around you and telling you, whispering in your ear every now and then? Ray Lewis has been, you know, a big brother, a mentor, father figure. You know, there's so many things that we go through during battle that sometimes <laughs> me and Ray got to take time to reflect on life itself. Look at where we came from. You know, he put it in perspective for me. And that's how I'm able to come out and speak about this today. You know, he knows that there's other people out there. Ray does so much in the community that when, it's, when, it's, when the game is done, he knows what his plans are already. Ray is going to help other people out. Ray is going to impact people's lives. And he's been very, you know, crucial to my career. He helped me 
learn the game of football the way I need to learn it, the thought process that I need to be thinking about when it comes to the game of football. You know, and I definitely appreciate him for doing that. Yeah, I mean, I've been at this uh, this gig here for about nine years. I've I've interviewed Ray Lewis many times, hung with him uh, at the Pro Bowl a couple of years ago when he was part of our our team there. I got to be honest, I'm I'm hearing a lot of what he says coming out of your mouth right now, Ray. It's a lot of of his outlook on life, a lot of his uh, his inspirational phrases. Uh, what you said about putting the loss in perspective compared to obviously what goes on in the real world. A lot of that's, uh, yeah. that, that sounds a lot like Ray Lewis. I got to be honest with you right there. That's exactly, he put it in perspective for me. You know, we both battle adversity in our life. You know, and when you put it all in perspective, the position that we're in right now, a lot of people wish they can be in. And that's why wins and losses, you know, we're competitive. So, yeah, he wants to win a champ. I want to win a championship. I would love to, you know, win a championship with Ray Lewis. And that's the ultimate goal. But the ultimate goal is to, you know, leave a legacy behind that, you know, the other, the other men, people, it doesn't matter, that will follow. And I, I just so happen to be around a guy that I get to see every day in the locker room and, and try to model myself after. And uh, you just turned 25, so obviously you got a, a whole bunch ahead of you. You turned 25 on that day uh, in New England for the AFC Championship game. Um, a Pro Bowl season for you, but you are not, you're not headed to Hawaii for, for family reasons. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So uh, in that regard, though, um, you still are part of a program that's going on over there in Hawaii with Procter & Gamble and the NFL Play 60 program, of which you are a spokesman and ambassador. And I'd love to just give you the stage here and, and, and let you describe what's going on with the NFL Play 60 program, why you want to be involved in it, and, and how people can, uh, can follow suit with you, Ray. Oh, definitely. You know, um, Procter & Gamble has been involved, you know, for the last two years in helping out, you know, young, young lives in the community. And, and they partnered with NFL Play 60 and, you know, got the super parent, Joanne McShally, who, mm-hmm. you know, is going to go down to Hawaii, you know, on behalf of Procter & Gamble and, and be involved in NFL Community Play 60 Blitz out there. What she gets to do what she loves best, and that's help out in the community, which helps the teenage lives um, maintain a healthy and active lifestyle. And I've been a part of NFL Play 60 for the last, you know, couple years. And, you know, what a great program it is to see these kids, the smiles on their faces, and... Be involved in the community. That's what's so special about it. And, you know, I look forward to working with them, you know, for many years to come. And so uh, can I assume that um, with the Super Bowl, with you having spent so much time in New Jersey in your life and the Giants going against the Patriots, that uh, do you have a rooting interest in this Super Bowl? I guess since I became, you know, a Baltimore Raven, it's hard for me to root any team. But I will tell you that I'm going for the guys that I've, you know, shed blood, sweat, and tears with. And um, that's Devin McCourty and Taekwon Underwood. You know, I want to see them guys do well. That's right. Okay. Hey, it's only right. You know, we we are Rutgers. We're family. And, you know, if they win it, you know, um, no, it won't be my ring. But it would be a great, you know, thing for Rutgers University and for many, you know, other players to see that we had great players come out of of that school. That's right. Hey, listen, I'm from Staten Island. So I've I've been watching (laughs) Rutgers ever since I was – this, so you know, this big, I know, I, yeah. I know, and I you know, know what, you know what we've came through. So 
I know what you've come through. I know what you've become. And again, and I've seen what you've become uh, on the professional stage. And and again, now just hearing what you, how you're you're handling what what just went down, and how you are soaking in what Ray is preaching, and Ed Reed, I'm sure as well. Uh, it's it's yeah. neat to see Ray. It's neat to see, and I really appreciate you coming on uh, after such a, a heart wrenching loss and talking about it. I appreciate it. Oh, definitely. We know life goes on. We got to move forward. All right, Road to recovery starts now. Uh, It starts right now. Exactly. Ray, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You got it. Ray Rice, who's on here, not only talking about the NFL Play 60 program, but about the AFC North champion, Baltimore Ravens, joining me here on the podcast. Pleased now to have in person, in studio on the Rich Eisen podcast, the face of the man that you will see once the Super Bowl ends as Mm. his show, The Voice, is in that catbird seat slot after the Super Bowl on NBC, Mm. none other than Carson Daly. Good to see you. Good to see you too, Rich. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. You bet. I'm nervous now. Why? Because of what I just, how I just set this thing up? Yeah, boy. I mean, Glee, that was the Glee. Glee had that spot Survivor, after Fox. Yeah, it's funny, Mark Burnett, who produces The Voice, yes. you know, he's this has happened to him like more times than, uh, you know, the average human being, right. where the stars align and you get to be a part of a phenomenon. You know, the average, the networks share the Super Bowl, so there's one in four, every four years, NBC's going to get it. Right. And then, of course, you have to have a hit show, which happens, they say, you know, bona fide hits happen like every 10 years. Right. So for the stars to line up for a big hit show to get propped up, it's second season after the Super Bowl on NBC, right. he's like, oh, we this happened with it's the same as survivor he said <laughs> no pressure no pressure he's the only person who's done this before but yeah no it's a real it's a real blessing i mean were you, I, i'm sure you've been asked this question before surprised by how the voice caught fire the way it, it I, did yeah, I was it I, for two reasons because nbc's had a hard time attracting a large volume of critical mass right now they've done well with you know maybe more niche comedies or 30 rock or but the NFL, it's been right? it's been rough aside from football right the and I've been there almost ten years now. I'm like an elder statement, state, statesman. At at, uh, I've been there a long time. I've, I'm like there's like four presidents I've seen there. Ten years come and go. Right. So my perspective is you know kind of from high up in the bleachers because my late night shows on when America's fast asleep. But I have been there. <laughs> yes, right. And uh, and so I was a little worried because we were starting to feel like maybe NBC just couldn't get those huge huge sort of Fox numbers. You know the big big numbers. And so mm-hmm. we were so uh, um, happy that the voice of a format that we got from um, the Dutch. Uh, and of course, with the success of other singing competitions, we knew that people were interested in the space. Right. They liked it. But would another show be too much? Was there um, was it a fatigued format? And and so there was a lot writing on it. But uh, we were all just so happy that people liked it. Yeah. And now season two, is it is it the same? Basically, the same. It is the same. Everybody, everybody's it is the, same. the, the voice. It, the reason I liked it, I mean, because I, and I don't watch American Idol. I mean, I just don't watch those types of shows. Right. Um, because I'm just really not really that interested, to be honest with you. And I had had all my years at MTV. And I've, I just... I've, I've watched American Idol, and I'm uh, again seriously, I've watched it three times because mm-hmm. I just it it doesn't it just doesn't it doesn't. I feel like I know what me. the show is. I get it. I right. see it. And, right. and but the voice to me was different when I watched the uh, Dutch show because a I thought it was really well produced. B they don't use they don't make fun of anybody, which I thought was kind of good. Right. Um. You know they didn't use people sucking at singing as uh, comedy. Right. Um, we have, you know, four coaches, we call them, who want to mentor and not just say, hey, Rich Eisen, where are you from? How old are you? Oh, you want to sing? Sing me uh, a line of a song. Okay, you suck. Get out. <laughs> you know, as Which funny is as that is, go. Okay. The, the voice really was an earnest attempt to actually try and help people make it into the music business. So we right. got Christina Aguilera, Adam Levine, um, 
CeeLo Green and Blake Shelton, four people who are the biggest superstars in music, and they really do want to help people out. And then the chairs turning around just seem like a great device to do this. The chairs. That's what people talk about almost as much as the I first saw the chairs and I the thought, chairs. that's a little, like, gimmicky. When I saw it, I was like, oh, no, really going to big red chairs turn yeah. around? Yeah. But does, you know what? It's a really, really important factor of the show. And it's really the blind auditions are the most exciting yeah. uh, thing about The Voice because it's that thing that separates. And it's like when you turn your chair around and someone mm-hmm. walks out, they don't know anything about them. And it's just we start. At a really, really high quality place. And, and it's just about the, and it's the like singing if they voice. Get goosebumps. If there's right. something that they believe in, and boom, they turn their chair, and that's how you begin. Yeah, but there is some trash talk going on between American Idol and The Voice. Right I, now. I have noticed that. There's, been, noticed there's been some smack between producers, mm-hmm. Randy Jackson, smacking back. There's been I mean, some talk. Is there going to be? Is, is there going to be some sort of uh, throwdown, like physical throwdown? No. If, should, if you go, because I would and, definitely tune into that. I would, would de- yeah, 100 percent. Right. Physical sure, throwdown. I'm sure you. I'd love to see you and Seacrest go out. Super SmackDown. I would love to see that um you know well that would even be close let's let's be honest. i mean that would be i mean i would crush him i mean i'm a giant man yeah you're I'm a giant man right no uh yeah you know what this is you know people love it's a, it's an easy uh thing to pit against one another ryan mm-hmm. and i get that all the time it's boring because we're actually buddies and um there's really nothing sure. to it and it's the same thing with idol i mean idols has been the juggernaut and it's been a game-changing television event uh, they paved the way for this format to do well. We wouldn't be where we're at on The Voice if it wasn't for shows like that. It's just that simple. So um, I don't think – I think the buck stops there. Right. Yeah. And you and Seacrest, that is much ado about nothing. You've known him for how, how I've long? I've known him how forever. Him for, forever. Uh, how long? How we long? both have – you know, we're radio DJs traveling. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, I was at K-Rock in Los Angeles doing nights as a DJ, thinking that's how my career was basically going to end. Um, you know, just being a radio DJ, and I was perfectly happy with that because I had lived in six cities prior to that. And Ryan was doing afternoons in uh, a Los Angeles uh, like hot adult contemporary station, and you know, I went to MTV uh, and this and that. What is adult contemporary? What is it? What is I don't it? know. What it, was, it was like hot like AC the, is what they call it. Like is, a hot AC. It was like at the time I think it was more like Tony Braxton or like um, you know Mariah Carey. Very adult and contemporary. Right. Right. Now a star. I think it's like. What was the first TV show you did? What was the, how how long have you been on television now? I am I am nipping uh, the heels of Regis Philbin for hours spent on you know. Um, In all seriousness, I though, started. I, mean, I was listen. I was, I don't know. I was a radio DJ. I never aspired to be on TV. I never wanted to act. I never wanted to like. You know, get in this limelight. Right. I just loved music. Right. And I was a DJ and I was a radio DJ. And I got a call one day from MTV when I was working in Los Angeles and said, hey, in the summer, come down to our MTV beach house and interview all these rock stars that, you know, you know anyway. Because I was friends with all these guys from mm-hmm. being in radio so long. Mm-hmm. That led to MTV, which was my first job in the summer of 1997. And then uh, that fall, after that summer job ended, they say, hey, we got this brand new studio on 45th and Broadway. Right. Uh, we just bought it in the Viacom building. We're going to relaunch the whole network, and we want you to come and, and help be an ambassador of music. You know, we're sick of having these VJs that just are reading cue cards, and that was the beginning. Total request live. That's then TRL, the, TRL, yeah, TRL. Right? From there on out. Yeah. Unbelievable. That and then wild. I get, you know, it's NBC into the late night thing. And I mean, the, the, the beautiful thing about The Voice is that, you know, Christina Aguilera and I, one of our first days of shooting The Voice last season, took a picture together and we tweeted it out. and. I, I, to this day, have never sent out a picture that got more response. And, and there's this generation out there, I think, that grew up watching TRL and MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and one girl wrote us, she's like, I've waited 10 years to see that picture. And it really felt, I feel like a lot of the phenomenon that The Voice is bringing on NBC now with Christina and me and mm-hmm. the music and all that sort of credibility. I mean, it feels like um, 
back in the day. It also helps to tweet out a picture of you in a, in a blonde. I That's mean, true, too. I mean, that, yes. that, 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 Her boobs are enormous. Is that uh, right? So uh, is, is that, that, that helps. I, 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 they, they fit in the chair. I Holy mackerel. That, I they should that. have their own chair. Is she from Staten Island? Is she also Staten She's Island? She's from Wexford, Pennsylvania. From Wexford, Pennsylvania. That's what I thought she was from Staten Island, because yeah. that's, where, that's where I'm from. That's 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 my hometown. Okay, yeah. But I, I get sometimes too, you know, uh, that people watched me with Stuart Scott on Sports Center mm-hmm. when they were th- three. Right, right, right. You know, and I hear that, and I'm it's like, it's the weirdest what? backwards compliment, right? You know, I mean, I know I sound like get I'm it from hum- grown women who are like graying, who are like, oh my god, I used to come home from high school and watch you, and I'm like, I'm looking what? at them going, I know, really? This, How long it does find- sound like we're humble bragging right now, but it is true. Well, it is. It, it it's when you get those letters, it is. Right, my, but my I, my take home is if you look at if you look at our business since the late '90s and how tumultuous the business compared to the the you know po- popular culture and to the economy to the, right. I, I mean we're lucky to I feel like I'm very lucky just to have no sort doubt. of been in the game oh, you know to, to keep a seat as they say yeah. so I never really expected much I've just been lucky to have yeah. a job you know some people are unemployed no question no doubt I, you know I keep I keep thinking about things in a larger macro picture right. and not staying to uh, Hollywood because yeah. a lot of people uh, you know have two and three jobs so of course and and they they will be watching the Super Bowl that is exciting and, though, and then, I know. and then tune on and and see your their show the voice you are a big oakland raiders fan i, I know that. Is there anything that you care to get off your chest in this forum right now i'm just frustrated i'm just a frustrated raiders fan i mean i have been uh i you know i lived in the Bay area for a long time mm-hmm. i grew up in los angeles so i was a fan when they came here so but an LA raiders I, fan. I, I but i was an oakland fan at first mm-hmm. you know i i loved jim plunkett and mm-hmm. i was a kid it was oakland right then they came to la and i never went to a game and 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 like i think it was alzado and howie long ended up on like these like Charles in Charge. I mean, they started showing up on TV shows. And, <laughs> sure, right. and I, I, I remember honestly thinking as a fan, like, what happened to the commitment to excellence? Like, what happened to that that blue-collar Oakland thing? When you get out of the airport in Oakland and you're scared for your life, like, that's what that that's what it was to me. And, and even though they went back, you know, that's what I fight for for them. You know, I mean, I, I'm such a—I just love them so much. It's such a tough love. And, you know, it's been so hard to be there— I mean, I know they went to the Super Bowl in '03 or whenever that was, but um, yeah, that 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 was tough, and um, and now I just don't know where we're at. I didn't understand the Carson uh, Palmer trade. I didn't understand uh, Tom Cable. I don't understand you. I don't know what the GM's doing. I don't know what they want in their direction. Uh, Al's not there. I mean, it's a different place now. Right. Well, what can you tell me? Well, I mean, it it is obviously new in the fact that Al was everything. I mean, he was the sun and the moon and everything. He was also a source of frustration for fans because no, no of that. No doubt. No question about because that. Because he held him with, you know, with a clutch. So now you just have to hope that the guy that they chose, Reggie McKenzie, their new general manager, is the guy. Well, that who's they Reggie McKenzie? Have... I don't know well, I mean, about he's him. from he's from the Packers organization. So he, clearly. He's... What does that say as a GM, though? So well, they, a well-run they, organization. They, they have been choosing players left and right who have hit it. They they are nailing. They have nailed the draft the last few years. From Aaron Rodgers, from Ed, well, he he has been part of the organization. It hasn't been specifically him. It's their general manager Ted Thompson, but he has been sort of their right hand man, their scout, the everything. Mm-hmm. And so they choose him. And Madden was part of the process to help choose him. He and and so was Ron Wolf, formerly of the Packers, who the guy was there for the Favre years. So you have mm-hmm. some real good war horses that you can trust in. Who said this is the guy? Told that to Mark Davis, Al's son, and. And Amy Trask up there that maybe this is the guy you should go with. And I, I don't know how much influence, but he's the guy there. And he decided he knew he needed a new head coach. Why did he need a new head coach? 
That's a good question. I mean, just maybe you, you want see your the own press guy. conference in San Diego after they go yeah. eight and eight. You hear, you hear the way he was talking. He had no idea that was coming. I know. He was like, I'll never feel this way again. Well, he was sitting in that seat that you're currently sitting in three weeks ago, Hugh Jackson. He was right here. And he did say, though, that he had spoken to Mark Davis, Al's son, about, are you going to get a general manager after the season's over? And he said, yes. And he said, can I help with the process? And Mark Davis said, no. Right. And so he had to know that somebody was coming. So for him to get to the press conference podium and start saying stuff like, you know, I'm going to be he, more in he charge was here. Trying to keep his own job. He outhaged it. You know what I mean? Like I'm in charge mm-hmm, here, right. and and so suddenly, if you're in, if you're in charge and you're an owner, and you hear your coach say that, you might go right. You set I, record, need, right? I need to see you in my office on Monday, and right. and they did, and and uh, I guess went in a different direction. But so you didn't like the Carson Palmer trade because well, I thought it, they it, gave up too much, and I thought even if they made it to the postseason, I know internally they justified that as being worth it. But uh, to me, it was just a lot. I, I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not no, that big be, of a that sports is a, fan. No, you, no, hey, I don't Carson, want to profess like no, I really know what I'm talking hey, about. I'm just coming from a passionate place as being a fan. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, and actually, you know, Campbell was showing real promise. I mean, I remember the play where he broke his collarbone. I mean, he, he had some really good games. I really thought, you know, once you lose McFadden, you lose Campbell, you're really in trouble. So they had to do something desperate. Um, and Bush was great. Bush is great on any given Sunday, but he did the best that he could. But I don't know. Yeah, listen, you are you are giving voice the voice to to what a lot of Raider fans are worried about right now. Is did they give up too much? I have no. But like we also Carson selfishly Palmer. want to win now too. Of if you're course. a real fan, you you want to win now. So I'll tell you, if you didn't get Carson Palmer, that right. that, that season wouldn't have been anything close to eight and eight. Nothing close to eight and eight. If you had to right. go with Kyle Bowler, and a couple games they lost early on. I mean, I can't. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. But so now, now Al Davis is is gone, and it's a new direction, and maybe they get a new coach, and who knows. I'm, t- I'm, you know, there's a there's a silver lining in the silver and black. I know, but right I know. We'll That's hopefully. what I'm saying. We'll I, I think that I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to. Buck, I'm just. You, I'm still here. of that that whole like okay every every former uh, Heisman you know anybody who runs a fast forty I'm still of that Al Davis mentality like oh yeah. they're gonna come any <laughs> any sort of star wattage in their name yes. you know yeah uh, but maybe yeah, no, maybe it's a new direction now. right get some younger guys are you're going to Indianapolis for the Super Bowl I am going to go to Indy for the Super Bowl I'm very excited I mean I wouldn't be going if it wasn't for the the voice premiering after it right um, but you'll be there you'll I'll be, be there the and I'm, oh, I'm excited do you, I, have I've any been thoughts a couple... on, do you have any thoughts on this one on the game yeah uh, boy just I, I can't believe I'm still getting over that championship uh, game, Sunday yeah, I, mean, I can't believe Baltimore missed I can't believe San Francisco so uh, yeah no I'm still hung over with what the <laughs> hell happened I know. Um, I'm a big Raiders fan that makes me immediately not like uh, Tom Brady however you know personally I, I play golf with him and he's such a nice guy I mean he for Raiders a... fans listening yeah, I want to hate this prick as much as you <laughs> but I gotta stand up I gotta tell you Honestly, he's a great guy, and it pains me to say that, but he really is. He's a great guy. I mean, it's like Seacrest. I mean, he's not as great a guy as Seacrest. Seacrest is a really nice guy. Right. Like, Ryan's a really nice guy. You can't knock the kid. He's just, right. he's a nice guy. Right. Tom is a really good guy. He's, do you know how many people, you know, just, because he, he is of that athlete that cuts out your heart and shows it to you pumping. Yeah. You know, of that of that level, that Hall of Fame level, mm-hmm. that competitive red well, ass competitive this year, he's level. Been on a oh, war exactly. Path he's that so 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 many times he kicks your ass to the right. point where you want to hate him. Right. And then you meet him. Oh, I know. And it's just you know, I know. is and then it's just like Well, it's like how you described NFL players when I asked you earlier like right. what do these guys really like? And right. you're like, "Well, they want to take your head off on Sunday, but right. the Wednesday night they're lovely." I, I know. Well, I I I I I'm also a Michigan guy where he went to school. Sure. So we, we, we share that. Right. I and interview- I'm a Notre Dame guy. So yeah, I, I interviewed him uh, for the podcast before the season. And we're going to replace some of that actually okay. later on in the show. I, I interviewed him 
And it was a very difficult two shot for me. You know, uh-huh. like he's sitting right there and it was. Why? What do you mean? What? He's a very handsome man. Oh, he is. No, he is. No you doubt. Know what I mean, like it was just he's a, a very difficult. Handsome it man. was a very, you know, and I was, I was, I was, I thought I looked good. I'll be right. very honest with you. Wow, good. Huh? I knew oh, I had. That's a, the word you're going. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I knew I had to bring my A game that day. Uh-huh. Um, what is your A game, Rich Eisen? You're looking at it. Okay. You're looking at it. This right. is about it. Well, then I think. Okay. And so, so it, it was, it was rough. And then he, he, he strolled in, in like. It wasn't like staring in the mirror, is what you're saying. No, it wasn't like gazing in a pond so where you see a slight not, reflection of it yourself. It definitely wasn't even close. Well, I like the clean Tom Brady's better looking than the. How is his golf game? He's good. The bastard. Are, are you really, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, he's really. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I know most quarterbacks are, but he's good. Really? I mean, he's not like you know Jordan claimed he was going to play on the senior tour, and you know he was a scratch golfer. I mean, he was not good. Jordan I know you're, you're scratch, good. right? You're scratch. I'm not now. No, I'm probably like maybe a seven or an eight. Oh, I break eighty, whatever. and I'm pretty happy. But okay, but you know, Romo, I'm passionate about golf. You know, Romo he's tries good. to make the U.S. Open every year. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is I did. That. I tried to do that, and. I didn't make it. Didn't make it. But it's fun. It's a fun process. And I know Romo plays a lot. And I played a lot of those athletes at Tahoe. That's the tournament. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so have you played? With, good. Have you I have played not played with him? with him. No. So who's the best? Who's the best NFL player that you have played? Oh, golf I with? haven't played golf with that many. Um, I, I, I think I might have played like a few holes with uh, Jerry Rice, who's actually pretty good. And I mean, mm-hmm. he's not as good as like Elway. Elway's a good golfer. These quarterbacks, man. Uh, yeah, the quarterbacks are great. Um, that's the one thing about Marie. I think Ben and I played some golf uh, also, and uh, and he was in it pretty good too. In Tahoe, yeah, not that. No, not that one. Year. Not that one. No. <laughs> Asterisk with the caveat that I was not there that year. No. Yeah, you know, because that's the one thing I, I once saw Dan Marino tried to qualify, and he didn't make it, mm-hmm. and said the quote that I saw after it was that he did not have the mental ability. To make it shot after shot after shot required it's so to make hard. it to the U.S. Open, and the thing I thought to myself is, here is a quarterback who's standing back there talking about mental ability. Your physical, right? Your physical well-being is on the line with you trying to mentally read that defense. How much more of a but mental sharpness do you need than well, to play quarterback in the NFL? And he said that shot to shot, you need a different type of mental. Yeah, approach. it's a different. It's a different muscle. You know, the, the, to, to Mr. Marino and what he's been able to do, I mean, that's a snapshot uh, reflex of something God put in his head that enables him to make those reads. It's half, you know, time spent reps on the field doing, you know, suc- being successful what he does and just having that God-given ability to just right. put the ball in that place. That's like that sixth sense. He just sees it. You know, it's like mm. the video game. It's like how you guys do it. He just lights up and he just gets the ball in that area. But for golf, I mean, it's, uh, I wanted to play professional golf. I grew up in Southern California. You know, mm. I played with Tiger Woods. We grew up, we carpooled together. Is that Played right? a lot of golf together. Yeah. And I tried to turn pro. I dropped out of college and I got a golf scholarship to Loyola Marymount University and moved out to the desert to Coachella Valley where my pro was at PJ West. And I gave it a real earnest attempt to try and play pro. I tried, mm-hmm. tried to get a little money together um, and it didn't work out. I tried to qualify for the US Open that year and I was probably 19 and I was scratched and that was as good as my game was going to get. And I've played a lot of golf. And, you know, it, it, to go, that, the, the, it is grueling. I mean, you because you think about it, one hour, uh, one round of golf is four and a half hours. You know, you have U.S. Open qualifying, you play 36 in a day. Mm. You're talking about roughly nine hours where that that focus, that same thing that, that Marino's talking about, you have to, you cannot let up. Not once. Because if you're, if you chicken wing it once, that's a two-stroke penalty and you're going to lose. You can't ever let up. The two-footers where you know the break, you're going to play it a penny outside the right edge, mm-hmm. but there's two ways to get it. Are you going to bang it? Or are you going to lag it? I mean, you have to commit. And it's nine hours. It's grueling. 
And that's a totally different ball and it's a of totally, wax. And it's a totally different thing. It's a totally different muscle, the wow. flexes. Unbelievable. The halftime uh, performer of this year's Super Bowl is Madonna. Mm-hmm. Every year I've been fortunate, um, except for McCartney. He didn't want to sit down for mm-hmm. NFL Network. I've, been, I've interviewed Springsteen and... Um, um, I've seen him, yeah. Uh, Billy Joel. Right. I've gotten... Your Keith Richards was Keith riveting. Keith Richards, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Got well, a lot out of Keith. But Madonna's a different ball of wax here now. Yeah. If I sit down with Madonna... She's do you, great. Do you, you have any, do you have any uh, suggestions, Why? tips? Uh, she's lovely. Okay. Yeah, she's great. But I mean, I she's, mean, I but she, you she would have already job, seen Rich. you. No, no, no. But, you're uh, great. I mean, dude, she's a good dude, talker. The, the, it's a different story. I mean, she probably had seen you before on MTV. A she bit knew here and there, were. but me, I'm just, I'm just like that, that sort of no. semi balding guy that she's got to sit down with because the, the NFL, because the NFL. Okay, you're gonna be fine. I, no, seriously, we've been you're on television fine. almost as long. I'm looking at your hairline, and I'm like, that would be just another. I know, but that would be great. That would be great. Why, really? I think it looks sharp. God bless you. That's all I can do. I just do the Lauer thing. That's it. That's all I can do. Podcast sponsored by. I mean, at least turn it into your benefit. Yeah. Well, it's Bud Light, which I don't know if it grows in it. It doesn't have any regenerative... Put Bud Light on your head. Do something. So, what do, do, so I, how do I start? Do I, okay, let's do be honest. I, do First of all, you're never going to get this interview. It's not going to happen. serious? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Are you serious? I don't think you will. I'll be surprised. But if uh, it's been I'm every year... You, I don't think every and it year. Might be, it, you didn't get she, Paul McCartney. You're I couldn't not get Paul McCartney. She famously doesn't do anything... Really? Anything. What if it's what if it's in the I think she might be contractually obligated. It uh, might be it no, might be in the final. She doesn't sign she doesn't, that contract, no. Fergie did. Now, she I mean might, Fergie she might, did. She's it. doing the press conference. She's doing yes, Fergie. She will do Fergie Madonna. I mean, come on. Okay. Is, I mean, what are you okay. talking about? All right, so you're saying it's not Fergie. you're saying you're saying this is not happening. I'm sure Katy Perry will next year too. <laughs> Fantastic. She's gonna, she'll, so you're if, saying if she this is a pipe dream. I'm living I don't uh, think it's going to happen. I thought I could Text her manager, Guy series a very good friend, and right. I'll put, I'll say, do, let her. It's do, worth it. It's, she's great okay. though. If, if she does it, you'll be fine. I met him once with a Rod, so I mean, yeah, that's I, right. So he, no, he I think he know, he knows. But I mean, Madonna, I don't know how much NFL Network or VH1 she right. watches or anything. Like I that. don't know either. Okay. Oh, so, you wonder if she's going to know who you are? Yeah, not I a mean, chance. Not, <laughs> not a chance, Rich. Yes. Okay, so well, so so let's just let's just go to the step where Madonna's going to say to you, "Oh, Rich, no, my God, I grew I'm up not saying that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying back in, when I was three. Right. So, oh, what she was desperately seeking, Susan. So, do if, you miss Bristol, Rich? You she, think that's she's going to say to you? No. If uh, if this happens, let's say yeah. it happens. If right, right, because you gotta you right, know. right, right. No, this is how I, I'm a Raiders fan. Remember, I start okay. my season going well. If they make it to the playoffs, yeah. If there's an if, then it never happens. How do I handle this interview? If I just be yourself, you're good at what you do okay. um uh, talk music she, you know, she, the reason she actually might do it is because she's really pushing this record you know there's this whole thing okay. with madonna and lady gaga so be careful as you as you talk about lady gaga who has basically ripped madonna off mm-hmm. for all intent and purposes but she's an incredibly popular pop star yes she put Big out giant her, fan too gaga lady gaga. put out her yeah, absolutely she might even be at the game lady that's gaga. right that's right and um i think talk music you know madonna's got a new record coming out and um okay. you know she's got Nicki minaj is going to be performing at the halftime show she got CeeLo green performing at the halftime show uh, probably other people. So talk music. Let her promote. Don't look her in the eye, Rich. You don't eyeball ever, really? her. You are done. <laughs> don't you dare. No, don't even look. Don't even look. Okay. Just get your three things. And don't ask about that OCU Manura Matt Light matchup in the trenches. Oh, that that God, might that, that no. Super Bowl forty six mm, might hinge upon. Don't no. don't don't go there at oh, all. Oh boy, no. I'd be that'd be that'd, I can that'd hear be the her end of the heels interview. Clicking as she's walking away now. All right.
Okay. See, this is qu- crucial information. No. First of all, the, the one thing that I, I needed to know is it's not happening. Yes, Secondly, no. is that if on... So don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Don't right. even sweat it. Okay. Right. Um, but if for, it happens, just be pleasantly surprised. I would but be, it's just... I would be, it would right. be house money, as they call it. Just get your three things. Like, you have three talking points. Right. Okay. So just get, like, your one, two, three, and just have those filed away. And if you get her, okay. you'll know where to go. Uh, so one is it's music. Two, tell me about this album. Three, what about that love scene with Willem Dafoe? <laughs> no. no, that's not three. That's no, not, okay. No, no, she wrote a okay. song that just won a Golden Globe. Yes, it did, right? For, 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 WE. for WE. Right. Don't and call, and don't call it We. Don't call it We. Don't, I called it We. Yeah, don't call it We. Okay. And don't uh, bring up Sir Elton John because they're pissed off at each other. Or maybe they're good now. But... See, I can't tell this. This is... Uh, this oh, is, no, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Again, you're not going to get it. <laughs> Again, a moot point. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, I want to play a version of of uh, the NFL. I, w- the I would voice. like to help. You. Okay, and you, I want you to be the host of yes. of the NFL Voice. Okay, the Voice NFL version. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, welcome to the NFL Voice. I'm your host Carson Daly. Okay. Uh, with me now, our one coach. We don't have other coaches. The no, great I'm, Rich Eisen. I'm, I'm coachable. Okay. Rich, as you are sitting in your swivel chair, the beautiful thing yes. about this game that we're going to play The Voice is mm-hmm. that I have assembled some sound bites from NFL players or coaches from mm-hmm. this previous season, whether it's a postseason uh, interview. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you'll have nothing but The Voice to work with. So I have to just guess from The Voice who from it is. From The Voice That's only, okay. I want you to guess who it is. All right. I'm okay? a, you I'm don't a... have the luxury of any more information than that, just like our show, The Voice. Okay. That's it. Now, That's I'll, it. Please okay. turn your chair okay, around, your giant swivel chair. There we go. All right. And as you hear this, as I'll have Chris play it down, just okay. listen to The Voice. Chris Law, my podcast producer. I'm, I've now got my back officially turned now. I, I, I want you to press the, the button podcast. if you know The Voice. Okay. Okay. Chris, let's begin. Here's number one on the NFL Voice. You know, first and foremost, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, he's done so much in my life. And I also want to thank my teammates for the effort that they put out there. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Tim Tebow. And I'm going to go for the situation anytime he's held a press conference. Okay. You're absolutely right. <laughs> thank you. For, absolutely right. I'm one for you one. You probably could even say what game that was because that sounds like insert any Sunday, right? I can't even tell. Or, or it did sound very Jimmy Fallon like, too, right there. But okay. That but, was after the Broncos playoff win versus the Steelers on Sunday, the 8th of January. There you go. All right. Here we go. Let's turn your chair back around, okay. please. Okay. Very good. And here is your next voice. You know, the reason that, you know, I had success, whether in high school or college uh, uh, and, and, and had some success here in the NFL, is just because, you, you know, you don't change your personality. You don't change whether you're, you're having success or having a tough time. Hmm. I'm going to go Eli Manning. That's Eli Manning. You are correct. It is Eli Manning. Uh, it, uh, I'm going to go. That, 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 sound, that doesn't sound like postgame to me. That sounds like some sort of any old pre, pregame leading up. Like that's his Wednesday of media availability mm-hmm. any week. Do you have? That's right. Friday, January twentieth. That was the press conference prior to that NFC Championship game versus two the Niners. For two. How about wow. me? How two about for two. me? Incredible. Next one, though, Rich, you get this one. This is a good one. Okay, okay here my we go. back is turned. Records up to this point don't matter. You win, you're in. You lose, and you're out. So uh, we're here. We're going to have a great week of work and uh, get ready to go. Wow, there you go, Rich. Who was that? Can I? Has anyone ever asked to hear the voice again? Is that possible? Or uh, no, I... you're not allowed to do that. Hmm. Christina wow. Aguilera already has her chair turned around. <laughs> she knows who this is. CeeLo's already on it. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know the rules, Chris. If you can play it again, you yeah, want to do that? Let me hear that one more time. Let me hear that one more time. God bless you. 
We hear it again, Mike. It's up to this point, don't matter. You win, you're in. You lose, and you're out. So uh, we're here. We're going to have a great week of work and uh, get ready to go. Hmm. A late in the season comment. It sounds I know, like it does there. sound like a late in the season comment. Um, we'll give you one more hint. He, he is a signal caller. Okay, and it, it does sound like a quarterback right there. Um, mm. um, if you're in, you're in. You're, 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 Maybe you just didn't like the voice. Out. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Gosh darn it! That's it's definitely not Romo, and I know that's so lo- that's so off. Who, who do we got? Who is it? That is the Bengals quarterback, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. That was on Sunday, January the 1st, postgame after Week 17, uh, losing to Baltimore. Andy Dalton. That's wrong. I don't even hardly know his face, let alone his voice. Well, let's He's played 17 games since coming off of campus at TCU. Turn his chair back around, please. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Uh, Okay. Here's your next NFL voice. Okay. I'll turn back. I mean, I think this team right now is a different team than, than the Week 1. And it's evident on film, but, you know, we can't get that back. You know, you can't press rewind in life, and you sure can't press fast forward, so you got to live for the present. Hmm, sounds familiar to you, huh? It does sound familiar to me. Back from week one. Another quarterback. It's another quarterback from... Gosh darn it. Another quarterback. We, we can go another hint if, whenever you're ready. No, I mean, let me hear it one more time. Hit it, hit it again, Mike. Breaking the rules here, I think this team right now sure. is a different team than, than the week one. Oh, that's Cam And Newton. it's evident on film. Mm, that's there you Cam go. Newton. There you go. That's Cam Newton. No. I didn't even you hear the second Cam time Newton. again. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Cam Newton. He's going to the Pro Bowl now. I mean, yeah, he's going to the Pro Bowl now because right. uh, Eli's going. Well, I can't believe Cam he made over Stafford. It's a different team from week one. I'm going to give. That, that Are you going to go for when he gave it? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. try and give it to you. you. I'm going to. I'll guess that was after. That was after. Um, is it when he beat the Houston Texans? Crowing about it. Wednesday, the 28th press conference prior to last week of the NFL regular season, week, week 17. 17. And and who did they beat in week 16? That's they, a great question. Who did they win? It? Who did they beat in week the 16? Houston Texans. Houston Texans. No, they didn't. The Houston Texans played know. against the I Colts just, week 16. I, have no idea. I, know that. I was just right. agreeing They beat the oh, Houston man. Oilers. This is <laughs> the Dallas Texans. Okay. I'm enjoying this. To, uh, this is fun. Let's go to number seven next. Okay. 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 This is another tough one for okay. you. All right, good. Go. Let's get another. Turn your chair around. All right. right. Turn around. Got seven. Yeah, definitely there were some nerves at the beginning of the first game. Just, you know, how big the game was and all the energy, you know, in the stadium. Definitely had to deal with some, deal with some butterflies. So going into this next game, I should be... You know, good to go. Kick off. Hmm. Is that T.J. Yates? T.J. Yates! Whoa! I am the king of the voice, NFL style. CeeLo Green didn't even get that one. (laughs) (laughs) Forget T.J. freaking Yates. Wow. And that was before the playoff game, Correct. That was after his first playoff game. After his first playoff yeah, no, game. It's pri- no, it's prior to the Raven game. Yeah, so yeah. after he had already beaten. That's right. He'd already beaten the uh, the Bengals prior to the right. Raven game. Right. That was wow. impressive. That's, that's, a, that's, 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 a walk, that's a walk-off is yeah. what that is. That's a walk-off. That is the, you are the Aaron Boone of podcasts that's, now. That's right. That is unbelievable. That's a walk-off. See, now I this don't game, even think we're done. Do you want to try the last one? Let's try the last just, one. Just because it's a little different. Okay, yeah, let's try it. Try the last one. I've got to turn my chair around. Hold on. Yeah, right. one, one more right. for you. Do it right. Let's do it right. Here you go. You got to get the ball out of your hands. Huh? You're going to get killed. Huh? 
They'd be licking their chops. You'd be like liverwurst on rye, huh? A little pepperoni. They said, ooh, we got a little pepperoni back here we can have for lunch. Is that Parcells? Well, get shut the front door. Bill Parcells wired for sound, everybody. That is the tuna. Do you have any idea of when? Oh, gosh. That's, that, I mean, that would be. That sounded like that sounded like an older tuna to me. No? Yes. Older tuna. Yeah, that, yeah, no. but was he a jet coach then? It, it was the last the last team he coached. The last so he's a cowboy. Yes. So it's older tuna. Older. You know how you could sometimes hear when it's it's older Sinatra and younger Sinatra. That's well, that's that's, right. that's what it sounded like to me right there. Older tuna, especially you, you older, know, starts to smell. <laughs> it you does really need to be refrigerated. It's easier to tell. It does need to be kept. 2006. I am, by the way. Wow, if, that was impressive. Hey, if, if 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 we can knock it out of the park after the Super Bowl like you just did, I'm we're going to be a hit show. I think this is a quality vibe. Carson, good to see you, Rich, man. Rich, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. This was fun. Yeah, it was a really this was pleasure fun. for me. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. And, and this is a neat home and home. I'd love to have you back yes, on here. Yes, I'd love to be back. The Voice is on right after the Super Bowl. As soon as they pick their confetti, confetti out of their hair uh, in Lucas Oil Stadium, good luck to you in season Thank two you. of The Voice. And um, also your program on late night on NBC. Yeah, sure. DVR it. I mean, listen, whatever. It does okay. Okay. The Voice. Watch it if you want. It'd be the great. Host, the Last voice. call with Carson Daly. The Voice. Go. Whatever. Good. Good to see you, Carson. Thanks, you too, Rich. Carson Daly the on the Rich Eisen Thanks, podcast. All right, Mike Del Tufo, Chris Law. That was fun. How funny Rich is Carson Daly? The voice there. Oh, I was impressed, actually. Yeah, nailed DJ H. Yeah. Well, when, when we cut those, you hear them, and you're like, these are so easy. They're going to get them. And then I when I'm the... just listening back to it, yeah. and I heard Cam Newton, I'm like, I know it's him because I know it's him. But if, if I didn't know... That was impressive. Thank you. T.J. Yates. That was T.J. Yates. Wow. I pulled out of a very dark and deep spot. Yes. <laughs> As they might say. Carson Daly was great, though. Carson, how you, great is he? You're really looking forward I mean, to that Madonna interview, huh? The, <laughs> she'll never do it. <laughs> how funny is that? That was great. You just came That's out flying. You never know. You never know. I hope you're so. Not get I'd it. love it. Maybe she wants to talk about the Detroit Lions. Didn't you get somebody, like, right off the stage after one of the press conferences, I remember? Was it Springsteen? Mm, Springsteen? I remember doing it. We did it like live almost. It was, no, it was ENG, but it was done like. Yeah, I mean, they're always done that way. As soon yeah, as they're the done, they're Richards brought to the room. Last Matt year. Jagger and right, right, right. Usually yeah. we have our own room. Last yep. year, though, the Black Eyed Peas came to Radio Row. Which was so yes. cool. Huge. A lot of pictures of that. I don't know. Usually this happens, and I've been told that it's been it's it's on the burner, and and I don't know if it'll happen. I'm I just, but I I, I have an expert here. I'm going to take the over that you get it. I hope I'm so. Take the over. That'd be great. Does she still have her British accent slightly? I don't or know. Is that gone now? I don't know. Maybe I'll ask her about that. What happened to your British accent? <laughs> That's not going to be one of your three no, questions. I'm gonna, my three questions. I'm going to guess you're not getting. That. I can't wait to see the. I just can't wait to see the show. I'm, I've been a Madonna fan since I was a kid. Please, being a DJ, it's that'd be, be great. great. Um, so that's it for this podcast. I want to thank Ray Rice for appearing on Ravens Cam, Sap and Strahan in studio. Same with Carson Daly. On Thursday, we will release the audio version of Alec Baldwin, the Thirty Rock star. Uh, who's the host of the NFL Awards show on NBC, 9 p.m. Eastern, the night before the Super Bowl, that we'll talk about with him, and Mike Mayock, who uh, will join us from Alabama. Yes, he's at the Senior Bowl with uh, fellow podcaster uh, Chris Brockman, who's okay, down there. Okay, that's they're, right. They're so Chris there. Brockman will shepherd that, and you, Mike Del Tufo, will be already in Indianapolis by then. I will be on a On plane. your way, right? Yes. Because you've got to lay all, all the, the wires and everywhere. Yep, we give yourself, ready. give yourself a let's. Let, how much? Because you got to do it at the stadium, I tell people, right? The stadium, the NFL experience, the media center, right? Then we break out 
to the, the hotels, theater, right? The hotels. I don't do the hotels as much as we used to. We used to be a lot bigger. No, for we're, we're, but we have to be Both at the AFC hotels, and the NFC, NFC hotels, hotel. right? Yeah, it's it's pretty. And then also planning the Pro Bowl, which is the same point. I actually, there's a person at the Pro Bowl doing the actual right. events there. Right. So we do uh, this week's a big. It's like. Senior Bowl, too. Senior Bowl, too. That's right, yeah. Man. Rich knows. He's been doing it with me for eight years on the right. I have. Nine. I know, nine. My God. I always give me a ninth Super Bowl. It's eight eight eight. months, but it's eight years plus four months now, three months, but it's our ninth one. I know. It's unbelievable. The combine is going to be our. I know. We're back there in 19 days after the Super Bowl's over. I love that. The good news is you're you're good on clothes for the next eight months after the Super Bowl and combine. You're from Under Armour. I'm good for like a good. These are your last Reebok freebies before Reebok before Nike takes over in April. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Safe travel to Indianapolis. I'll see you there, Mike. Uh, that's it for this audio edition of the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light. Alec Baldwin and Mike Mayock, audio-wise, on Thursday, noon Eastern Thursday, for everything that you just heard. And also uh, Alec Baldwin and uh, Mayock. That's on the television version of the show. That's signing off audio-wise right now. Stay listening to 